Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. Mm-hmm. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Dickinson, North Dakota, and we are broadcasting on the 1230 AM station, KDIX, downtown Dickinson, 
And we are being picked up by KDIX's website and also Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. So you could be listening to us in three different ways or even four different ways because Abe's listening to me right in the studio. Good to have Abe back with us. Uh, He's been uh, missing on and off because he's got other interests involved going on. He goes to Arkansas once in a while to see this girl. And uh, I talked her into marrying him, so in January he'll be a married man, and that's exciting. Tonight, if you want to be part of this program, you can text me, 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862. If you text me, um, if, if, you know, if you don't, if you want to say something, if you have a question, if you want to criticize me, that's fine. I'm not going to bug you, so I won't necessarily text you back, but if you want to text me, 701 701- Two nine zero seven eight six two. As many of you are already texting me, good to have Dave and Lauren listening in Fargo. They texted me earlier, just before the show started. Also, a brother Rose from Kentucky texted me and said they've had five receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost this week in their church. So that's good news. I don't know where he's at in Kentucky, but uh, good to um, have them. We've got the Burling family listening up in Park. River? Is it Park River or Park Rapids? Which one is it? I never know. Frost family listening in St. Cloud, Minnesota. We have Eli and Ashton and Connor listening tonight. And we've got uh, the Stoners listening tonight. So we've got a bunch of them listening. And uh, Jody from Harvey is listening. And we've got uh, Brother Doug Fuller. He's a minister in our Bismarck Church. And he's listening tonight, and this program has something to do with him. Jasmine is listening from Bismarck, and let's see. There's just a bunch of people here. So you can text me throughout the program, 701-290-7862, or you can email me if you're out of the country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got uh, Tim listening in North Carolina. Good to have him with us. And... um, Greg and Mary listening from Mesa, Arizona. So they just texted me. And we've got somebody whose last name is the Lees listening tonight. And uh, Joe, Sarah, and Esther are listening on their way home, on their way home to the big city of Golva, North Dakota, where there's no crime, I don't believe. In fact, there are places to live in Golva. I was just talking to Brother Joe. He's a minister in our church. They're starting a church in Beach, which is close to Gulva, and if you're looking for a great little town to live in, you can move to Gulva, North Dakota. What is the population of Gulva, North Dakota? Hey, we've got, hey, listen to this. Susie, Clay, and Andrew Kilcollins are listening in Huracan, Wisconsin. Is that kind of like Hurricane, Huracan, listening to there? So I'll probably get to my broadcast now, but text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You know, um, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're a Pentecostal church that believes in the Acts 2.38 message, uh, where Peter said in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We also believe in holiness. I said it in our church service Wednesday night. If you're not interested in holiness, if you're not interested in learning about holiness, you're not really interested in God. You're not. Because God is holy. That's who he is. And holiness and trying to live holy and trying to do what's pleasing to God is uh, 
if you're not interested in that, you really you can talk about God, you can say you're religious, but you're really not interested in God. So we believe in the Acts two thirty eight message. We believe in holiness. We believe in one God, and uh, and so these are these are things. This is the reason um, that we moved to Dickinson over thirty years ago was to start this New Life Pentecostal Church, and I'm excited about what God has done. Yeah, we've we started out in two different motels, renting those, and then we bought a building on 105 7th Avenue West, which we just sold to another church group, and then uh, we were able to purchase the former Elks building, the entire upstairs of the Elks building, which is about a, I think about, is it like 18,000 square feet or something like that? Uh, just a really neat facility. We've got a great fellowship hall. We've got our, our sanctuary is set up to seat about 300 right now, but there's a collapsible wall in there. We can kick that out and, and get as many as 500 there. And so we're excited about what God's doing. And we're excited about all the new people coming and all the people that are that are um, just coming to know this truth. I mean, it's just exciting to see what God's doing. And people are coming. Uh, I never thought a building location would get new people to come. I guess I never thought that, but I guess I was wrong. Because there are so many people that see, I mean, so many people. Just today, another lady, I said, how did you find us? She said, I just saw your building. Thought I'd try it out. And that happens every week, I think. And so we're just excited about how God's bringing people to us. And, of course, we take that as a awesome responsibility because we believe, I really believe in this message. And I believe that when people come to us from whatever background they are, that um, that we need to try to reach them with the Acts 238 message. I really believe that. And so um, we're excited about what God's doing. As I mentioned, we have Abe in the studio tonight. Neither one of us have a guitar, so there's probably not going to be any singing um, going on on this kind, but he's going to be running the music. I want to talk about something. I'm going to get into this here that was um, seeded to me by one of the ministers in our Bismarck church. His name is Doug Fuller, Brother Doug Fuller. And uh, a week ago Saturday night, not not yesterday, but a week ago Saturday, uh, we were at, or Friday, I'm sorry, we, we were at a minister's banquet. And he just kind of spoke something into my mind. He just we were talking, and um, and I want to just talk about it on the radio tonight. I want I want to read Psalm thirty three verses one through twelve, and it says this: Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with psaltery, and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together in a heap, and he lays up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. And I want you to notice especially verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen 
for his own inheritance. Now, we are living in a world, at least in our nation, that has taught us the concept of entitlement. In our culture, many grow up believing that their parents are there to serve them. Uh, We believe, because we exist, that we are entitled to whatever we want. And sadly, this concept has crept into American Christian theology. We begin to think God is here to serve us. And this is where, this is what we're going to title this tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to title this something that um, this brother Doug Fuller kind of spoke into my, my mind a week ago Friday night. He said, uh, people say, God bless America. That's what we say. We, it's like we, we just say it. It's on, it's, you know, everywhere you look, it's on, it's on logos, it's on signs, it's on, um, it's on military things. It's, it's, um, it's a patriotic thing to say, God bless America. And might maybe is said as a prayer, God bless America. But somehow we believe that by saying these words that it's going to happen or putting it on a billboard, it's going to happen that, that God is going to do it, that God is going to bless America because we say that he should. But actually, it should be America bless God. That's what it should be. America bless God. It shouldn't be God bless America, but it should be America bless God. And this is, let me read Psalm thirty-three, twelve again. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You see, God will bless America if we bless him. You know, I, I would like to put a giant billboard up on the interstate by our church, and maybe we will someday, I don't know. But I'd like to put God bless America up there, and I'd like to X that out. And underneath it, in just as big a letters, I'd like to put America bless God. You see, this is the way it's always been. It's always been blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Uh, it's always an if and then statement. God will bless a nation when they are interested in blessing him. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, notice it starts out with if, if mind people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. You see, God's saying, I want to bless America. But there's an if there. If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. In Second Chronicles 7.14, there are three things there. It says we need to humble ourselves, we need to pray, we need to seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. And if we do, he said, he will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. America, bless God. I talked about this in our church service last Sunday, too, because it was so much in my mind. I wanted to talk about it on the radio, but I I didn't. I I thought, I'll just save it for the next Sunday. But I believe that a nation can tie God's hands from blessing it. 
I believe a nation can. Today in church, I preached about the book of Lamentations and how Jeremiah warned and warned and warned the nation of the of, of Israel uh, that they, they needed to start blessing God because they weren't. And eventually they were destroyed. Jerusalem was destroyed. And the book of Lamentation is a very sad book telling of what happened. We're living in a country, sad to say, that many people are not blessing God. Uh, we're living in a country, uh, let me tell you this, abortion does not bless God. You know, this has nothing to do with the rights of the mother, folks. Is it a baby? If it's a baby, you can't kill it. I mean, that's the question. If you want to argue it about abortion, let's start here. Is it a baby? Yes or no? Now, if you say it's not a baby, well, then you and I disagree. But it's a baby. You can't kill a baby. doesn't matter how old the baby is. And abortion does not bless God. The sexual immor- immorality in our country does not bless God. The frivolity in our country, loving pleasures more than loving God. God bless America? You see, you see what this program is about tonight? It's about America blessing God. You know, this, this um, uh, in Exodus chapter 19, verses 5 and 6, it says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. You see, here's another if and then towards a nation. This this concept, uh, thinking about this, has helped to change me. And I'll explain that as I go on a program. but, But this is not about entitlement. This is not about God bless America. It's about what can I do to bless God? Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. If you like the music tonight, Abe's playing it. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay. Names synonymous with the spirit of our country, founding fathers of the USA. Over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain by divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty, then put it in our schools as a light. Or since give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We eliminated God from the equation of American life, thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers plead, you need God in America again. Of the 55 men who formed the Constitution, 52 were active members of their church. Founding fathers like Noah Webster, who wrote the first dictionary, could literally quote the Bible chapter and verse. 
James Madison said, We've staked our future and our ability to follow the Ten Commandments with all our heart. These men believed you couldn't even call yourself an American if you subvert the Word of God. In his farewell address, Washington said, You can't have national morality apart from religious principle, and it's true. Because right now we have nearly 150,000 kids carrying guns to these war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. In the 90s, rape and murder are the trend. The only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is put God in America again. The only hope for America is Jesus. The only hope for our country is Him. If we repent of our ways, Abe Lincoln said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. So when you eliminate the word of God from the classroom and politics, you eliminate the nation that word protects. America is now number one in teen pregnancy and violent crime, number one in illiteracy, drug use, and divorce. Every day a new holocaust of 5,000 unborn die, while pornography floods our streets like open sewers. America's dead and dying hand is on the threshold of the church, while the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah vexes us all. When it gets to the point where people would rather come out of the closet than clean it, it's the sign that judgment of God is going to fall. If there's ever been a time to rise up, church, it's now. And as the blood-bought saints of the living God proclaim, that it's time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House and say, we want God in America again. Stand up and proclaim that one nation under God is our demand. And send this evil lifestyle back to Satan where it came from. And let the word of God revive our dying land. For Jesus Christ is coming back again in all his glory. And every eye shall see him on that day. That's why a new anointing of God's power is coming on us. To boldly tell the world you must be saved. Because astrology won't save you. Your horoscope won't save you. The Bible says these things are all farce. If you're born again, you don't need to look to the stars for your answers. Because you can look to the very one who made those stars. History tells us time and time again, to live like there's no God makes you a fool. If you want to see kids live right, stop handing out condoms. And start handing out the word of God in schools. The only hope. The only hope for our country is Him. If we repent of our ways, stand firm and say we need God in America again. I know the only hope for America is Jesus. 
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and um, Abe's playing the uh, music from our playlist tonight. Thank you for all the texting. Uh, a lot of people texting me throughout that song. Brother Griffith from Montana, Yvonne from Bowman, Sierra from Arkansas, uh, Brother Roland from Morgantown, Kentucky. We've got Sydney listening tonight. Uh, we've got the Shells listening. I found out the city of Golva has 69 people, if you're interested in that. A uh, great place to live. We've got some Pentecostal people living there. We're talking about the concept of America bless God. America bless God. You know, the um, concept, God bless America, I get it. I understand it. I love this country, too. I think it's good to pray for our country. But just remember this, that there is an if and a then statement here. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, then will I hear from heaven. You know, um, this, this uh, we're going to move this topic into kind of a different direction. But this concept of entitlement, where we think that God is there to do our bidding, that we think that when we say God bless America, that he has to because we said so. That that type of thinking has filtered into our own personal lives too. You know, we cry out for God to bless us when it should be a desire for us to bless God, to bless the Lord and give Him glory. There's a little song that we sing that goes, I will bless the Lord and give Him glory. Oh, I will bless His name and give Him glory. You see, that's the way it's supposed to be. Many people treat God very badly, like many American children treat their parents. You know, for some reason, here again in America, children some children think that their parents are here to serve them. Like they think they're the king and their parents are the servant. But it's not like that. And it's not like that with God either. You see, over the years I've watched people give up on God because they think God is here to bless them. And when it doesn't work out the way they think, they get disillusioned and discouraged because of their disappointments, um, loss of their loved ones, uh, monetary issues. They lose out with God. You know the the um, uh, you know there are and there are things even in my own life you know I wondered about I I was curious about I remember I when my I have a daughter and she was very sick when she was a little sick to the point where the doctors told us that she would not live gave us a life expectancy of two years old that that's what they told us and I think she's coming up on she's coming up on forty this year wow. She made it past two. She's got three children of her own. But when she was so sick, it made me wonder, like, God, you know, I've been trying to serve you. Why Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to this little innocent girl? She didn't do anything wrong. But you see, that kind of thinking is this kind of thinking that God is here to serve us. 
But the truth is, we need to focus on blessing God. That's our part. People get mad at God because he doesn't give them what they want. You know, um, you know, I, have, I, I say this all the time just to make the point, but when Samuel was, was a little boy in the temple, he heard God speaking to him, and Eli the priest told him, next time you go back, when you hear that voice say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. But in America, we say, Listen, Lord, for thy servant speaketh. <laughs> That's the way we do it. You know, this, this is, uh, you know, this is a, uh, this is a dilemma that we're facing. See, folks, God is not a pop machine where you just put, put in your 50 cents and push a button and God has to do what you tell him to. That's not the, that's not who he is. He's not our servant. We are his servants. You know, this, this, um, this, this concept that somehow that God owes us something is not true. He doesn't owe us anything, but we owe him something. And this, this, this program might get a little dicey tonight, but you know, people, when we first started our church in Dickinson, people you know, we many times we just had a handful of people there. Sometimes sometimes it was just my wife and I and our kids. Sometimes it was. And I can remember uh when we were very small how people would come and visit and they would not want to stay. They would they would say things like, uh, well, we're looking for a church that can bless our family or they'd ask us questions like, What can your church do for our family? Or I'd get phone calls, we're thinking of trying your church, what do you have to offer us? But you see, that's backwards. When we come to God, we don't ask God what he has to offer us. When we come to God, we come to report for duty. We, that we do. We come to report for duty. You know, this, this, um, this isn't, um, this isn't a, um, you know, this is not a, a, uh, a deal where, you know, we can just wish God's blessing on America. We have to see this country turn around. I'm not talking politically. You know, if, if you think I'm talking politically, like passing laws to make it a law to be a Christian, they've tried, tried that before. That doesn't work very good. I think it was Leif Erikson that supposedly became a Christian, and everybody in Norway became a Christian after he became a Christian. Because... If you didn't, you could either become a Christian or they'd pour hot molten lead on your stomach. They'd tie you up and pour. I mean, that doesn't sound fun. You know, everybody became a Christian. But really, were they Christians? See, I'm not talking about, like, let's make some laws that we have to bless America, bless God. No, you can't do that. I think, personally, I think that I have a better chance of changing America than Donald Trump does. That's what I believe. Not because I'm a big shot, but anybody that knows the truth. Because you'll change America one person at a time. Now, let me just say this, and I'll get half of the people listening mad at me. I'm not a big crusade guy. I don't really think they work in America. Maybe they work other places. I don't think they work here. I think one person at a time is how you change the world. That's what I believe. You can, you know, uh, we could rent out 
you know, the, the biggest auditorium in Dickinson and we could get the great healer here, you know, and we could get the greatest musicians to come in and we could have a great time. And I don't know if we'd impact the world as much as if everybody in our church would win one person every year to the Lord. I think that's how you change your world. And I think that's how we are going to get God to bless America because we're going to change people. You see, people, listen, God is not our errand boy. You know, he's not. You know, he. we need to be asking ourselves not what can your church do for our family. The question should be what can our family do for your church? You see, this is what will change America. This is what will change everything. You know, I, I use this as, when I spoke about this week ago Sunday in our local church, I, I use this as an example. People will come to a potluck dinner at church. We have one every first Sunday of the month, and it's always a lot of fun. But occasionally I'll see people that never bring anything, but want to be the first in line to get something, and if they're not the first in line, maybe they get disgruntled. And I, I think, why did you come here? Did you come here to bless others? Like, because there are other people that are so excited to bring their favorite dish because they know or they hope that others will like it. You see, God bless America or America bless God. Like, what are you in this for? Why do you go to church? Do you go to church to see what the preacher can do for you? Do you go to church to see how they can help you? Do you go to church always so that somebody can encourage you? I'm going to tell you, if that's your attitude, you're not going to make it very long as a child of God. Because eventually, eventually, they're going to, no matter what group you're with, they're going to want you to start pulling your own weight and trying to help somebody else. When people are brand new, like a brand new baby, we don't expect a brand new baby to bring anything to potluck, you know. And if they did, it would be not very good to eat. You know, it'd probably be puke or something. I don't know what a brand new baby could bring to the potluck dinner. You see, but as that baby grows, we begin to expect something out of you. When you're brand new with God, we I'll tell you, we're, we're going to help you all that we can. We're going to teach you. We're going we're gonna to counsel you. We're going to pray with you. We're going to direct you, but eventually we're going to look at you and say, you know what, you need to do some do some stuff on your own. I happen to be the pastor of a bunch of people that have got this concept right. They've got a bunch of them do in our church. That's why it's a good church. I'm not just saying this because I want them to like me. I'm, I'm saying it because it's true. I, there are people in our church that are not in the limelight, but... There's a, there's a young man in our church. If something needs done around that building, he'll do it. He's an oil field worker. He works two weeks on, two weeks off. He's got, he's got his own house that I don't think he has finished yet. He's got a bunch of kids and a wife and, and he's busy and, and like I say, works two weeks straight and then two weeks off, but he'll take some time on his days off and do stuff around that church, fix up that building. You know why? Cause this isn't about him. This isn't about God bless me. It's about how can I bless God? And so I'm going to spend the rest of the program just talking 
a little bit about how we can bless God. Uh, let's play a part of a song. I'm going to read my, I might have even got a critical text or two here. I can't believe that. Anyway, text me, 701-290-7862. Like it is radio show, Pastor Bob here. Thank you for all the texts tonight. We've got some Woodses listening in Beulah. We've got, uh, you know, I hope that you don't think I'm an unpatriotic guy for doing this broadcast tonight. It's ah, I love I love America too, but I'm just going to tell you that the only way God can bless America is if we begin to bless Him. That's the only way. You know, uh, how do we bless God? How do we bless God? Number one, we bless God with our worship and praise. Psalmist said, Psalm 103.1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Psalm 134.1, Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. No matter what. No matter what happened to you, no matter who you are, we've got a lady listening tonight, Yvonne down in Bowman. She's in a wheelchair. She had a stroke. I told her I feel like buying you some signs, and you can drive that wheelchair around the church and hold those signs up. Praise the Lord. God is good, you know. (laughs) She can bless the Lord. 
you know, uh, there is, you know, we can bless the Lord with our worship and praise. That's why you come to a Pentecostal church, that's why they're noisy. That's why they're loud. That's why they praise the Lord, because we feel like he's pleased with that. The Bible says he is. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Bless the Lord. The Bible says bless the Lord with your your song. Bless the Lord with your music. Bless the Lord with your loud music. You know, bless the Lord is, <clears throat> if we want to, we here again, you can pray all you want to. God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. And you'll become a very disillusioned person because it's not always going to be the way you want. The idea is, we need to bless God. Like Brother Griffith said, God first, others second, you last. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So we bless God with our worship. We bless God with our praise. We bless God with our lifestyle. You know, this This is, um, uh, you know, I mean, I started out with worship and praise because it's very, very important. But you can worship and praise God until the cows come home, but if you're living like the devil, you're not going to bless God. You've got to bless God with your lifestyle. Holiness unto the Lord blesses God. And doing what's right blesses God. People say, well, you think people think you're so righteous. Let me tell you, the word righteous just simply means to do what's right. You think that's wrong? It's not wrong to do what's right. Where did why did why does righteousness have such a bad name amongst people that say they're Christians? Yeah, you guys are into that righteousness stuff. Well, I hope so. If you're not into righteousness, you're not into God. If you're not into holiness, you're not into God. Bless God with our lifestyle. I believe the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was put in the garden for this reason. So that that people could bless God every time they didn't eat of it. I believe that God had to put something in the garden and to and tell them not to do it because that blesses God. You see, this this blessing God, you need to bless God with your praise. You need to bless God with your lifestyle. And if you don't bless God, how is He going to bless you? You know, I need to. I believe we need to bless God with our substance. The Bible says in Proverbs three nine, "Honor the Lord with thy substance, and the first fruits of thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled." You know, uh, people come to our church and say, "We think your church is so cool because you don't take up offerings." Well, we don't. We don't take up offerings. I got so sick and tired of people saying that ministers do this for the money that I just quit taking offerings. But if you think I don't talk about it, I do. Sure I do. You know why? Because the Bible does. I don't talk about it on the radio. We don't get on the radio. We don't want your money on the radio. You know, don't don't send $50 to the radio stations. Take your mom out to eat instead. But I'm telling you, if you think that God's people aren't supposed to give to the work of God, you haven't read the Bible. You haven't read the New Testament. You haven't. And so we have to bless the the Lord with our substance. And I, I believe in tithing. 
I do. I believe in it. It's It's been a blessing. The 10% of your increase. You see, here again, we want God to bless us. You know, here, here's what's funny about America, you guys. Here's what's funny about the way we think about God. If somebody, say, tithes to their local church, and they get a job promotion, we say, look at God blessed him. But if somebody doesn't tithe to their local church and gets fired, we don't say, oh, God cursed him. We don't say that. Nobody wants to say that. They, they think you'd be crazy to say that. But I'm telling you, God loves to bless people that bless him. He does. And whether it's with our praise and worship, whether it's with our lifestyle, whether it's with our substance, bless the Lord with your outreach, like reaching out to God. You know, this this um you know this this concept that you know like you can bless God by telling others about Jesus. That's a that's a way to bless God. You know, you can bless God loving other people. That's a blessing to God. John said in 1 John, how can you say you love your brother or say you love God when you hate your brother? He said, it doesn't work that way. You see, are you a blessing? Well, I happen to be the pastor of a whole bunch of people that have got this down. I mean, they have got it down. And that's why our church is growing. Like, I get credit for some of it. Like people say, oh, what are you doing, Pastor Bob? Your church is growing. Well, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not doing anything, but but there are people in our church that genuinely bless God, love God, love others. That's why our church is growing. That's why it is. There's no other reason. And here again, you can, you know, if you believe in your big crusades and all that, fine, That's I hope it works for you. But I don't believe it It really is the way to do it. When you start to live a life of blessing to God, you're going to see great things happen in your life. You, you really will. And there are so many ways that we can bless God. You know, the, uh, um, let me, let me, um, let me, let me, let me give you an example of somebody that blessed God and then God blessed him. In the book of Acts chapter 10 and verse 2, it says this, there was a man named Cornelius that was a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So number one, he feared God. Number two, he worked righteousness. Number three, he was devout. You know, he went to church and prayed. Number four, he was a giver. Number five, he was a prayer. And because of this, because he blessed God, look what God did for him. In Acts chapter 10, God sent Peter to tell him about Jesus. And in Acts 10 and verse 34, now this man Cornelius was a non-Jew. Back then, back then when the first Christian church started, they didn't know that non-Jews could be saved. This was a revelation to Peter. And in Acts chapter 10 and verse 34, when Peter saw what was going on, he opened his mouth and he said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Like, he doesn't care. He's not prejudiced. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. 
You see, Cornelius is a great example of a man who blessed God, and God blessed him. You know, this, um, and so when people say, well, what does your church have to offer my family, Pastor Simons? You've got it messed up. What do you have to offer God? Well, you start out with your life. That's a good way to start out. Start out with your life. The uh, I've got the uh, the guy that seeded this um, little thought to me, texting me tonight, and he said, I'm doing all right. So, good. Brother Doug Fuller is the one that uh, that that seeded this. Abe, uh, are you ready to give out some info about, do you got that song queued up that somebody told us we have to play? Okay, we'll we'll try a little bit of try a little bit of that song. Uh, my my friend Dave said we got to play this song. Okay, we're doing this, Dave, just because you said it's going to fit. All right, we we never heard this song before, but we're going to try it. Give it a whirl, Abe, and see if it works. I know if you wanted to, you could wave your hand, spare me this heartache. And change your plan And I know any second you Could take my pain away But even if you don't, I pray Help me want the healing More than the healing Help me want the Savior More than the Savior
than anything. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. You can visit us. Um, our, the address is 501 Elks Drive. That's New Life Pentecostal Church. We have service Sunday morning. Um, actually, we have Sunday school, 10 o'clock a.m. There's an adult um, open discussion Bible study um, classes. And then there's a discipleship class. And then there's also Sunday school for the kids. Um, in different age groups, and we'd love to have you join us for that every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock a.m. Um, we go do Sunday school um, from 10 o'clock to about 10.50, and then at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service. That's every Sunday. You can visit us. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, if you're from Beach Area, there's a daughter work, and they have a service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, 7.30 p.m. It's an apostolic service with Brother Joe Hostetler as the leader there. And um, also, there's a midweek service at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman, North Dakota. The address to that church is 18 North Main, and they have a just one midweek service every Thursday night at 7.30 And They'd love to have you join them there in Bowman at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Also in Beulah, North Dakota, you can visit the Truth Community Church. Um, this is an apostolic church with Brother um, Pastor Mike Woods. And um, the address to that church is 223rd Street Northwest. They have service Sunday morning at 1030 and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. You can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Or you can text him or call him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Thank you, Abe. And uh, thank you, all of you, for texting me tonight. All the This has really been fun. I, I've got a a bunch of people listening all the time. Of course, I don't know who may else be listening, but it's kind of fun. Some of the regulars that listen, and they're such a part of the. They're texting me things. That was Brother Dave from Fargo that texted me to play that that song, that last song, and uh, <laughs> I just really enjoy it. And and this Brother Rose that texted me earlier about the five people that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in their church this week. I wondered where in Kentucky he was. He said he texted me back 36 miles east of Lexington in Mount Sterling, Kentucky, which is right on I-64. And while you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show, if you're listening to the live broadcast, which is always Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time to 9.06, and you have a praise report like that, uh, certainly text me and I'll try to put it on the air. That's pretty neat. Uh, It's kind of a neat thing to uh, hear some of those things. Just kind of wrapping up tonight, uh, we're talking about blessing God instead of just always asking God to bless us. You know, and here again, I think I think if we would work on that, God is very, very interested in blessing people and nations. I believe he is. But it's got to be a two-way deal. I mean, it can't be just like, there were some people in, in, in the book of Acts, these seven brothers that saw Paul, the Apostle Paul, casting out 
demons. And so they thought, let's try it. And they said, let's, let's pick, they picked a hard case, a guy that was really messed up, really demon possessed. And these seven brothers went in and they said this, we adjure you by Jesus who Paul preaches to come out of this man. And the demon talked through the man and he said, I know Paul and I know Jesus, but I have no idea who you are. And he really hurt these people physically, beat them up. And um, this, um, you know, the story, I don't know why it always makes makes me smile. I don't know, it's not a funny story, but it just makes me smile. But the, the problem is, that's the way a lot of people do God. They think Jesus is some kind of magic word. And they're going to say it, and then he's going to be right there. But he'll be right there if you have lived your life to bless him. You know, when, when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and lived, the, the, the Lord shut the mouth of those lions. And afterwards, the king took the men that accused Daniel and threw them into the lion's den. And the Bible said before they hit the floor, the lions had torn them to pieces. I wonder whose God they were praying to when they got thrown in there. I'm going to take a guess that they were praying to Daniel's God. But why didn't it work for them? Well, it didn't work for them because they were trying to use God to their own advantage. And God won't be used by anybody. (coughs) Let me just say it again. Maybe instead of saying or thinking, God bless America, we should think, how can we as Americans bless God? (coughs) And the more of us that begin to think that way and to live that way, I think we could see this country turn around. You've been listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, appreciate that you would listen. I'm honored that you would listen. I um, I really am. Uh, next week at 8.06 Mountain Time, remember the time change, of course, next week, but at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Lord Jesus, I pray tonight for our listening audience. God, help us to keep this in mind all this week that we're not here for you to bless us. But we are here to serve you, to do what you want, and to worship you. Lord, help us to remember this. Help us to, to get out of this selfish way of thinking and to give you the honor that you deserve. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening tonight.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.